Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. So here we are, the big day before the biggest day in America's history, September 11th, 2001. Usually I like my podcast to be kind of upbeat, where we talk about some things that are positive. But the fact of the matter is, life isn't always butterflies, rainbows, sugar-coated bullshit. You know, sometimes we have hard facts that we have to face in life. One of those hardest facts hit America on September 11th in 2001. That's kind of going to be the focal point of what we talk about today. I have my friend here, Mr. Jeff Perry. Go ahead, Jeff. Say, say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Okay, there it is. So, hey, we got a decent response out of Jeff today. Anyway, so I want to talk about September 11th, the attacks, you know, the fact that America stood together on that day. It didn't matter what race you were, where you were from, where you lived, any of that. It was all about Americans on that day. It was people bringing each other together, sacrificing each other in order to save one another. Let me ask you this, Jeff, because you're usually not a big talker in the podcast. Do you remember where you were on September 11th? I do. Where were you at? I was in bed waking up to go to work the next day when I was actually selling cars at a car dealership in California and woke up to it. And then of course work was canceled. Mm -hmm. So, So, and it felt really dismal and yeah, very eerie, very quiet, very weird. Um, you know, it was an odd, odd feeling. Yeah, it definitely was. And I remember where I was, I was actually me and my buddy at the time, we were on our way to Ellsworth which was a college. It was about an hour from where we went or where we lived. And we used to just get up and drive there. It was three days a week. We'd go. And I remember getting to the college, and the the grounds itself were just empty. It was like nobody was to be seen. There was no one out walking around. There was, I mean, it was like a ghost town. And I remember walking into the main center where everyone kind of hung out between classes and stuff and going in there. And they had, remember the big box TVs, mm-hmm. like 55-inch TV that was yeah. 55 inches tall. Made out of, uh, well, they make that out of particle board part, in the yeah. back and then plastic exactly. in the front. Yeah. Yep. And I remember everyone standing around the TV and just staring at it. And like, this is before the second plane had hit. So we were sitting there watching this as the second plane hit. And at that time, I still had no idea what was going on. I knew they were in New York. I knew there was the Twin Towers. I knew one plane had hit and the second one had just hit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until you know several minutes after that happened that we started figuring out, that, hey, you know, for one, there was more planes. There was a plane that hit the Pentagon, and then there was a plane that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. It, it was amazing to me, obviously, to see something like that happen on American soil. I think we wake up on a day-to-day basis, and we just assume that we're safe from anything. You know, Mm -hmm. we're kind of, it's that invincible mentality. And that day we were reminded that, hey, we're not as safe as we once thought we were. And I think from that day forward, it changed the course of America in general. You know, this was a horrible attack that Al-Qaeda took uh, credit for. This was a horrible attack that over 3,000 people lost their life. Do you remember seeing some of the pictures that were shown, some of the conspiracy theories, things like that, that, that took place afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All kinds of stuff was going on. And it was a, it was an interesting time because 
it's something at my age, it's the first time we've ever experienced anything like that, at, you know, my lifetime. Right, right. Well, and, and I think that's something, you know, you look back at American history and attacks on American soil, they've taken place. Sure. The, the Twin Towers have been attacked before. <clears throat> it was a bombing initially. That was the initial attack, and that was, I believe that was back in the 80s, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on the exact date, obviously, but it was sometime in the 80s, I believe, that the, the car bombings took place. Right. And then you had Timothy McVeigh, mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City bombings, which that was a devastating attack as well. That was more of a home-brewed terrorist, though. To have a attack from people that we consider foreigners in this case, a, a militant group, Al-Qaeda, that attacked us was just devastating. And like I said, it changed the course of everything it was that we saw and everything it was, you know, the way we handle things today. TSA and airport security, you know, they're in place primarily because of the September 11th attacks. Sure. You know, then you have the locking doors now on the cabins where the or the cockpit of the airplane. Yeah, I remember when you were a kid, you used to fly and you'd be able to go up there by the where the bathroom was and look in and see the pilot flying the plane. Right, exactly. And that's that's something that's changed because of the safety of the pilots. The plane, the pilots were overtaken. And so they had no there was nothing keeping them from the normal cabin, which is how these terrorists took over. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously we some things have went into effect. The biggest thing and the uh, huge thing that I hear from a lot of people, and I've got friends that they were in the military prior to September 11th and got out and then got back in as soon as September 11th hit. You watch some of the big people, Chris Kyle, for example. He was he saw these attacks take place, and that inspired him to join the military, and he ultimately became just an incredible legend when it comes to anybody that's ever been in the military. You know, this is a guy that took a lot of action. He did so because he didn't want to see his country attacked. He didn't want to see his country under attack. You know, and you have a lot of unspoken heroes that jumped to say, hey, you know what, this isn't going to happen on my watch. I'm going to do do what I can to make sure that my country is protected and that we don't have terrorists coming over to the United States attacking us in the waking hours in one of the busiest cities in America. Mm-hmm. You know, and... And I can only imagine, you know, I watch these stories and I watch movies and videos and stuff like that of September 11th. And it's just devastating. Like if if it doesn't hit you in the heart, it's because you're not a fucking human being. You know, that's it's plain and simple. If it doesn't mess you up when you see something like that, it I really think you just have something fucked up in your head, you know. And as we progressively get further and further away from the initial attack back in 2001 – I feel like America has slowly drifted away from the thought of, hey, this was a big thing that took place. Yeah, it's something that you know becomes a memory versus a reality. Right. And, and it's not even – I don't even think it's that. You know, Have you forgotten is kind of the thing that, that took place and uh, we'll never forget. You know, But as the years progress, you watch things and you're not on social media, so you don't see this as often as I do, but – September 11th now becomes just a day, another day in the the history books of many, mm-hmm. you know. Now you do have service members and people that are closely connected to this and people that do remember and do honor that day. Like in my opinion, September 11th is a sacred day, you know. It should be a national holiday, but I'm not here to talk about the politics behind that. But the fact of the matter is, is most people don't even acknowledge it anymore. I shouldn't no. say most people. Some people. Well, the, yeah, and, and the division in the country has – you see that slowly creeping back up. 
Yeah. Know? It's not like the day that that happened and the weeks, you know, following. I remember just people were a lot different. Uh, you noticed it in, in just in the normal public that you would be in. They, you're absolutely right. You know, when you watch the videos and stuff and you see the pictures and, and there's some, some great media coverage on mm-hmm. some of this stuff, it wasn't about, hey, this black man helped this white man out of this burning fire or this person, this, this you know, Indian person that was gay ran up the stairs to save a person that was straight, you know, mm-hmm. which is the way that we acknowledge a lot of people nowadays. You know, nowadays you see a shooting on TV. It's not – one man shot another. It's yeah. it's separate. White man shot yeah. a black man, or sure. black man kills white people. Whatever it is, you know. And it's not human being against human being anymore. It's not, you know, exactly. And we forget about those days where, you know, it's September 11th. It it was about humans, yeah. humans helping humans. I mean, you had businesses that were stopping their operations to get food down to first responders and down to people who were helping with rescue missions. I mean, this went on for days. You had. Firefighters, ambulance, police officers, military, you had everything down there working sun up to sundown and back over again just to try to find survivors. You know, and it's unfortunate that it takes something catastrophic like that to actually bring people together in the United States. I agree. And a lot of that is mindset, you know, and, and America did join hands and they joined mm-hmm. hands for a long time after that. And then that slowly drifted away. Mm hmm. You know, and it's unfortunate because I feel like even though the thought is we'll never forget, I feel like to some degree we have separated from that initial thought and we have forgotten. Sure. You know, now we have a beautiful monument Mm -hmm. for it, but that doesn't replace the actions of people after it. You know, here we are years and years and years later. We're still in a war that initially started from all this, which you know what? I'm glad we went to war over this. I'm not glad that there's American soldiers that have been lost. I'm not glad that there's people that are overseas and and they haven't seen their family and they're not going to see them this Christmas or this Thanksgiving. But I'm glad that we stood up and we said, we're not going to be fucked with. Mm -hmm. And if you come fucking with a bear, you're going to get bit. Yeah, you rattle the cage just by a big dog will bite. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a song, isn't it? It is. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and years and years later... Osama bin Laden was killed by Robert Mm O'Neill, and I think a lot of credit went to the wrong place. You know, there's the talk of, well, if you hear it generalized, it's Obama is the one that killed. Ordered it, right. Right. And and he may have ordered the attack, and that's awesome, and I'm glad that he did that. But the fact of the matter is our U.S. servicemen and women are the ones that coordinated this attack and made it possible to kill the son of a bitch that did this to us. You know, and on a day-to-day basis, we forget about the people that we actually should honor, the police officers. You know, police officers are, are under attack right now. You oh, can't turn it's, on – it's horrible. You can't turn yeah. on the damn TV without hearing, police officer shoots this person. This police officer has got shot Always over Always under scrutiny for something too. It's just – it's horrible. Right. And, and the thing is, is this. Those are the people that we look to to save our lives. Like people say, oh, fuck the police. Yeah, no. But you know what? Let some masked man with a knife jump in and, and come into. Yeah, who are you calling? You're calling the police. You're calling the police. Why? Because that's who's going to protect you. Right. You know, we call for these bands of guns, but here's who are you going to call? You're going to call somebody with a gun to protect you. Right. You know, in this office, it may be a little bit different. <laughs> in some house, in some homes in America, it's a little bit different. There was an old 
Back in the day, it was a Japanese general who made the comment that you would never want to invade the homeland of America because there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. And that's true as long as you get past California. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, the fact of the matter is, is we're attacking now the people that are here to save us. You know, we're attacking not necessarily first responders, firefighters. They're kind of – they're, they're no, not in that you, same you, light. Yeah, you're not letting the people that have – put themselves in a position to protect and serve, you don't allow them to protect and serve anymore. Instead, there's people that are putting those folks in a bad situation to where they can't they can't do their job. They can't right. serve and protect. And if they do serve and protect, they're in a situation where they can, you know, be prosecuted for whatever particular reason it might be. Yes. And and that's true. You know, at the end of the day, and don't get me wrong, there's good cops, there's bad cops. There's good in everybody, and there's a little bit of bad in everybody, and there's a separation of those two types of people. There's good criminals. Just kidding. No, there's just bad, shitty criminals. But <laughs> you know, yeah, this isn't Robin Hood, right? This isn't Robin. You're exactly right because if you're Robin Hood, you know, you're no you're, Robin Hood. No, if you're Robin Hood, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is if you're coming from the hood to rob, you know, you're doing bad things. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, there's good and bad in police officers. There's no sure, question about sure. that. I'm not saying every police officer out there has the best intention of every citizen in mind. But you know what? I've never been in a situation where I've been stopped by the, by the police and have questioned whether or not I was going to get shot that day or questioned whether or not, you know, I do the right things. I roll all the windows down. I put my hands up on the steering wheel. I have my stuff sitting on my dashboard. You know, I know that they're there to do one thing, and that's make sure I'm abiding by the law. Right. Make sure I'm not doing something I'm not supposed to be doing and to protect me. Even if I'm speeding down the interstate, they're there to say, stop. You know what? You need to stop doing this. You're going over the speed limit. You shouldn't do this. You're going to injure yourself or you're going to injure others. Right. And it takes a separation, a different mindset to own up to what it is you've done wrong and say, you know what? I wouldn't have gotten that ticket had I not been speeding. Or if that person didn't pull a gun on this police officer – they wouldn't they would be here with us today. Right. You know, at the end of the day you have that separation of who's gonna go home. And if it's the difference of a police officer going home or a criminal, I hope that police officer goes home ten times out of ten. Agreed. You know, there's no question about it. Those people uh, dude, have you seen what police officers make? It's not enough to put my life on the line, I'll tell you that right now. It's it's it, called it, not shit. And and you know it's just it it baffles me. You know, you, you've got all this controversy, all these things that go on with the police department and the police officers and everything of that nature. But at the end of the day, it ends up a situation 99% of the time that the person was doing something wrong. Right. It's not the cop just decided, hey, I'm going to be a bad person and, you know, flex against somebody because I have a badge on. Well, and like I said, the because guess is, what? They're not making a ton of money. Exactly. And it's, guess what? They can also have to end up going to court for it, whatever well, particular reason and, too. And court's part of the job. But like I said, they don't make shit. You know? Police officers typically become police officers because they feel that there is a calling that they need to uphold the law. We, they are the sheepdogs. Right. And I mean and I don't mean go to court because they have to go to court to show up. I mean go to court because they're being sued for trying to do their job. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I'm talking about. But but the police officers are the sheepdogs. They're the ones that protect the people that cannot protect themselves in most cases. Right. You know, during September 11th, 37 police officers of the Port Authority were lost 
23 police officers of the New York City Police Department were lost, and 343 firefighters. These are our first responders. These mm-hmm. are our forgotten heroes. Right. You know, these are people that on a day-to-day basis we take for granted. Sure. I saw the other day somebody was posting in one of my groups, and they're like, hey, my smoke detector is making noise. What should I do? And one of the responses was, well, call the fire department. They'll come there, and they'll change your batteries for you. I'm sorry. If you're calling the fucking fire department to come change the batteries <laughs> in your smoke detector, <laughs> like you're wasting time. They, they, should, they could and should be doing something else. Sure. You know, whether it be training, maybe even getting rest. Because these guys and girls work 24-hour shifts, and it, I know it varies from department to department, but – you know, they could go to bed at 9 o'clock, be woken up for an alarm at 9.15 and not get back to bed till 3 o'clock in the morning, right. go back to sleep and wake up again at 4.30 to go to another call. Right. So change your own fucking batteries, batteries. in your you yeah. know in your fire detectors. If you don't know how to do it, hire somebody that does. Right. Don't drag the fire department down there to do your little bullshit jobs. Your cat gets stuck in the tree, I guess it should figure out how to come back. And when it's hungry, it'll come back down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jeff's over here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when it's when it's hungry, it'll come back down. Don't call it. Don't let your cat out the door to get up in the tree. You know, but the biggest thing is this. We have to take it upon ourselves as American citizens to not let the actions that took place on September 11th just float away. You know, when we talk about closing our borders and doing things like that to protect America, to close the borders of countries that may have a history of bringing terrorists through and close the borders between here and other countries that have a history of attacking us in other countries. I'm not saying we have to have brutality against these immigrants that are coming here legally, that are doing what it is they need to do in order to get into the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm not even attacking immigration as a whole, but we have to protect our country. At the end of the day, we would love to be friends with everybody, but the fact of the matter is that just doesn't work. No, you, It doesn't work in your job. It doesn't work at your kids' school. It doesn't work in society, and it doesn't work as a country. So instead of sitting here and, and forgetting and moving on about our day and talking about, you know, you know what pissed me off today? Me? Well, uh, obviously. <laughs> What pissed me off today is is when you get online and you see all these different things that are going on and, and what people consider problems, but yet we have these bigger problems. I it pisses me off so bad when I see, you know, XYZ singer is honored for this or passes away and we have yeah. to do this, and then you have American soldiers being killed on a regular basis that we never honor. Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing that that breaks my heart more than when I'm driving down the interstate and I see the funeral procession coming down the road. And it's, you know, they're holding up American flags and you know that it's a U.S. soldier. Mm -hmm. You know, just like we were driving back from Franklin that one day and there was the the hearse that had the casket in the back with the American flag draped over it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a saddening feeling. And that's somebody that has made the ultimate sacrifice to do what they can. They signed a piece of fucking paper to give their life to protect our country. Mm -hmm. But yet you have shitbags that forget about the reason why we're protecting it. And regardless of what your political views are, and if you're Trump this, Hillary, Hillary, whatever, you know, that's that's up to you. This isn't here to discuss the different political backgrounds or, or political beliefs. What I'm saying is, and I've got a brother that he's actually ex- excited. He just got to uh, sign another four-year enlistment with the Marines. He's stoked. He's like, yeah, another four years. You know, I get to serve. I'll have 15 years in once I'm done. Like, he's stoked to do that. 
Because in his heart, he is protecting the people that can't protect themselves. That if something happened to this country, he can pick up a rifle and protect the people that cannot protect themselves. So next time you're bitching about something that the soldiers are doing or you're not showing support, you know what? These guys follow orders. They may not do what they want to do. It may be against their will to some degree to execute certain missions, but they're following orders and they're doing so for a reason. I have a good buddy of mine that served. He's like, sometimes I had to do things I didn't want to do. But he did it because it's for the ultimate good of the mission. You know, and and, and, and the military's outstanding and they do a great job and they do, you know, they – Of course they, they do a sign great up, job. They sign up for a job that most people wouldn't sign up for. And also – the law enforcement here in the United States on our ground does the same thing, and we need to respect them as well. Right. Well, and I love – there was a saying that I saw back in the day, and it was on a – it was a bumper sticker, and I bought it because I'm like, that's fucking badass. And it says, if you don't want to stand behind our troops, feel free to stand in front of them. <laughs> Very true. But anyways, I want to take a quick moment here, moment of silence for tomorrow, September 11th. Please, when you wake up, don't forget – what had happened on September 11, 2001. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic or have had a fantastic weekend at this point. Mm-hmm. I hope you're off to a great week. Don't forget tomorrow, September 11th, please take a moment to give silence and gratitude to those that are currently serving, those who have served and those who have, that we have lost throughout that time. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you soon.